0: Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Sunland Review podcast. It's been a stormy weekend and a stormy few weeks at Sunland, but the storm has subsided slightly with a gutsy 2-1 win over Cambridge United. And once again, I'm a little bit croaky, but hopefully we can get through this with the work of two debutants and a returning voice. First and foremost, in the red and white corner, it's Dave Lawrence. Dave, how are you? you all right, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Always nice to hear. Nice, short and sweet, but that's always what you want to hear, (laughs) isn't it? You've never said bad yet. Imagine if you came out like, I'm horrendous. I've never had that yet. <laughs> um, alongside him, podcast debutant, Phil Wilson of the Sunderland Central Supporters Branch, the second best looking member of that. Phil, how are you doing? Are you all right? Um, all right that. Yeah, I'm
1: doing fine. Thanks. I'm doing fine. Happy. Three Good. points yesterday. I'm happy.
0: Good. And of course, another last but not least, podcast debutant. It's Jack from Under the Abbey Stand, Cambridge United, fans. I'm sure you know Jack. Uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. but How are you doing? Are you all right?
2: Yeah, I mean, not bad, apart from yesterday. It was a uh, tough, tough old watch and a cold old day. But yeah, I'm getting all right. Yeah, it looked freezing yesterday. I mean, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but the, uh,
0: the conditions weren't great. I, th- I think you were the, the one of the four of us that went to the game yesterday, Jack. How cold was
2: it on a scale of 1 to 100? I'm actually a northerner by birth, and it was like being back in the north. It was absolutely freezing. <laughs> like Baltic. I, I mean, I was at the,
0: the Lionesses game yesterday and I've got to be honest and say that I think that was potentially the coldest that I've ever been at a football match, like to the point where my feet weren't even hurting, they weren't there, but they felt very heavy because they were that cold, like blocks of ice, but um, both sides won, so, you know, all good. Oh, um, well, apart from for you, Jack, of course. Um, I'll come to you first, Dave. Lineup was was uh, bizarre looking, but kind of forced because we weren't sure if it was a four at the back or a three at the back because... It's just that many players injured, and namely a lot of left backs. But do you think that's how we'll go to Christmas? And and what did you think of the, the the lineup? Or would you change the formation? There's three questions for you straight off the bat.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm glad I'm not the one who gets paid to make these decisions. Um, yeah, best best of a bad bunch. I guess it's a pretty harsh comment, really. But yeah, <laughs> if it worked, didn't it? That's what that's what they get paid to do. You know, they've got to adapt. They've got to. It was quite, I did see a couple of tweets before the game saying, you know, oh, horrible weather, swelling winds, nice and cold. At least we're Sunderland and we're really good at adapting the conditions. So, yeah, I wasn't that hopeful. <sighs> yeah. But, hey, win's a win. Win's a win. Doesn't matter how we do it. We move on, don't we?
0: Yeah, it feels like winning is a win. I mean, there was a lot of discussion yesterday around um because everyone's getting the lineup through as as we're at the lineess game. And obviously there was a big bulk of Sunland fans there, and everyone's going, is that De who had left wing back? <laughs> um turned out, you know, panic over it wasn't. Um it was basically Gucci at right back in Doyle at left back, which I've I've wanted to see Doyle at left back for a little while. I think it's a position where he can he can do a job considering everyone else is injured. But um Phil, I'll, I'll come to you with formations. There's been a lot of people who, wanting to see three at the back. We went with four at the back yesterday and um, round pegs and square holes or square pegs and round holes, whichever you prefer. Um, What what did you make of the Doyle at left back, Gucci at right back? Would you change the formation or were you quite happy with how it went?
1: Well, if you remember um, before the game last week when we were down for the Ipswich game, uh, you know, it looked like O'Neill was going to be back in at full back again then. And I said, well, why? we've got so many centre-halves, why not move Doyle along? to left-back, you know, he's a defender, he's big, he's strong, he's left-footed. Uh, it would make sense. Of course, they didn't do that, and 0-9 and had, a, had an actually had a really good game at left-back that week. So I was hoping yesterday that uh, with 0-9 not being in, that, that that's what they would do. Um, and it, it looked to me that that's how they were playing. I didn't actually have the sound on on the game yesterday. I, I think the sound quality is really poor, so I just watch it without the sound. Um, but in the interview at the end of the game, Johnson said, we were actually playing with a three rather than a four, but I watched the whole game, and to me, it looked like Doyle was left back and Gooch was right back. You know, that I didn't see any three-five-two there, but um, what, what do we know? But yeah, it um, it seemed to to work quite well. I think there was a you know, second half in particular. We were absolutely bombarded with corners. I think there was something like eleven corners in twenty minutes. It was just seemed to be one after another, right on top of the defence and the keeper and uh, they managed to stand up against it. So, as a as a formation, maybe stumbled upon something that, given the amount of injuries we've got, might actually work going going forward in the short term. Got
0: to be if, honest, um, I didn't listen to the Johnson's uh, presser. Uh, it's got the point where not presser, sorry, he's, he's post match. It's getting the point where if I want to watch the Office, I'll just put it on Netflix. Um, <laughs> if
3: I if I remember rightly, it was Jack Ross who started all this, wasn't it? Started it, with whole lopsided back fours and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, kind of got in kind of at right wing back days. Yeah, there were the days. Um, oh, missed, yeah, I know. missed I, them so much. I, I, I just bring them back. Um, Jack, on the, on the flip side for you, uh, your manager said it was a week of, of what might have been, which seemed like a pretty fair summarization, but how,
2: how do you view it? Yeah, it's a massively frustrating week, to be fair. To be 2-0 up against Wigan with like 10, minute, 10 minutes to go, And then to draw that game, and then yesterday, like some of them were good value for the win, but also the second half, like we just needed to take our chances. We had, like you say, we had all those corners, kind of all that possession in the second half. Like Sunderland played really well when they had the wind. We huffed and puffed, but we didn't have like the killer instinct. We didn't really have like a shot in the second half for all the possession, all the corners. We weren't really dangerous. Like you never you never really look like you're going to concede. So it's massively frustrating to get one point from those two games. Uh it's it's also, you know, it's a bit early to be saying it, but it's like it is slightly worrying when you're looking over your shoulder towards, you know, towards the bottom four, you do start to think we need to get a win out of somewhere. So yeah, yesterday was frustrating. Um, we scored a nice goal, but I mean, other than that, we didn't look particularly dangerous.
0: It's funny, isn't it, when you you hear like a... This is why I quite like having an opposition fan on because I, I read yesterday on Twitter a few times during the game that Cambridge were dealing with the conditions better than us in the second half. And yet on the flip side, it's funny, isn't it, how a Cambridge fan feels it the opposite way around, I think. I don't know if that had something to do with the, the amount of corners that you had. I know nothing came from fruition, but it, it felt like the envelope points. I wonder if people are looking at that and going, well, corners are the right thing to do at this point. But, I mean, I remember a game, and I'm really going back here, um. Southampton versus Sunderland at Roker Park, ninety six, ninety seven. So I'm really going back here. So apologies for anyone under the age of 35 that doesn't remember that game. Um, we got beat 1-0. And I think second half, Chris Waddle had about 40 corners. I'm definitely over-exaggerating that. But nothing came from it. It was like huffing and puffing. It's, um, are you normally quite decent off corners,
2: Jack? Or was it like a, a day off for you in a sense? Um, yeah, I'd say we're all right. I mean, I think the difference yesterday was like you know when you get that slice of luck from a corner where the ball bounces to you know to our striker or whatever it just didn't happen yesterday but you know I feel like we could have used we could have done better from them there was a couple of duffers that didn't beat the first man a couple that were just kind of floated in I think like with that wind you want to drive it in and let the wind take the ball and then yeah hopefully someone gets touching it but like like your first goal so I just think yeah I don't think we managed the game particularly well yesterday. Because I, um,
0: I think Ironside was obviously one of the players that I was concerned about because of his sheer height and corner after corner after corner. He's probably the one that you're wanting to get in the end of it, but he never, he never really got a sniff. It was more the... I've got to be honest, I was very surprised to see Sam Smith, the vocalist, playing up front for you yesterday. Um, I thought he would have... I, I didn't even know he played football, to be honest, Jack. Um, how's his transition
2: from singing to football? He was... kind of The, the jury was out for a while... And in the last three or four games, he's really come into his own. Like He's played really well. Um, yeah, played really well yesterday. He puts a shift in. You know, it, 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 there was never a suspicion that he wasn't trying. But, um, yeah, in the last few games, he's played actually really well. And I think he's kind of like edging himself into the team, you know, pretty permanently. But, um, yeah, he's good. He's a good complement. Very different to Ironside, obviously. Um, hard worker, kind of quick, tricky. And yeah, scored yesterday, but um, yeah, it's interesting to see. We Big Joe Ironside is like our focal point and everything attacking-wise we kind of build around him. Obviously, we've got Hulahan behind who is, you know, an incredible player, but yeah, everything that gets looped into the box, it's quite a lot to put on Joe Ironside's shoulders to be honest, because like you're kind of relying on him winning the ball, then getting back into position to receive a cross after he's just won the ball. So yeah, there's a lot of pressure on him.
0: Gonna, I'm gonna make an admission yesterday. I thought, um, because obviously I spoke to Jordan during the week on the preview pod and I seen a few Cambridge fans going nuts about Wes Houlihan. I'll, I'll be totally honest, arrogant big club in, in League uh, League One, Division Three, whatever you want to call it, and um, was like, Oh, surely he can't be that good. Maybe she's to two tricks. He's still class like, isn't he? He's still really, really,
2: really good. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that. He- He's, like, playing for Cambridge. It's still... You're trying to compute that we've got Wes Houlihan. I mean, yeah, even with his age... He's older than our manager. But, like, yeah, he's just still got it. And, yeah, he he really does make a difference. So, he only plays Saturdays. He doesn't play Tuesdays. Um, and, yeah, it's always a difference when he's in the team. And, yeah, when he gets the ball down, he really does run the game. And it's you know, hugely important. Massive part of why we got promoted. And I imagine this might be his last season. I mean, he might have one more next season, depending on where we are, but yeah, I mean, he he can only go on so long, but yeah, still amazing.
0: You said there that he only plays Saturdays and not Tuesdays, which is still more than Jack Rodwell. So there you go. Um, Dave, I'll I'll come back to you with this one. Um, We've all been sort of mulling the Johnson conundrum, and I'll be honest because it's in Twitter. Someone will have screenshotted it somewhere. Um, I kind of broke with him in midweek. I've been breaking for a while with Johnson. I've I've kind of said my piece on this for a while and I don't want to be negative on a 1-1-1. with But your opinion, we've got a game in hand. We're top of the league, just three points behind, top of the league uh, with that game in hand. Have we shut our pants a little bit early with Johnson or do you think Johnson is still one bad result away from like a massive amount of pressure?
3: It's uh, Yeah, the narrative with Sunland it just really annoys me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It really annoys me, It'd be interesting to see what Jack thinks actually, because it's for as much as he's feeling the struggle that Wes Hulahan plays for Cambridge, I'm struggling to comprehend that we struggle to beat Cambridge. It's just mad. It's a, it's like a that's parallel a, universe. That's I felt yesterday,
0: and I felt negative for doing it, but I was just like, oh, ah.
3: My. <laughs> I've literally before all week. I've been nervous about the game yesterday. What is wrong with me? I'm thirty five year old, and I'm nervous about being Cambridge United. And that's no disrespect. Like, with the greatest will in the world, but my god, like, just get me out of this league. I don't care if it's Johnson. I don't care if it's Terry Butcher. Just, I just have to get out of this league because it's it's killing me. And, and like. Yeah, John, you're exactly right what you said before about listening to his post match he, He's just, he chats shit. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a rant. It's a farce that we're in League One. It's a farce that we've been in League One for God knows how many years. I don't care that that makes me have a chip on my shoulder, not respecting the football pyramid, blah, 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 blah. I just, I just don't care anymore. I just hate this. I, I hate when we get beat on a Saturday or we struggle to be ten man Shrewsbury. I mean, Shrew- I don't even know what Shrewsbury's famous for. Like, oh, yeah. it's actually I've a forgot. really,
0: it's actually a really nice away day, I'm not gonna lie. I was a bit gutted I didn't go down to Shrewsbury. It's very um, Tudor esque. Um yeah. went down I a few to years just ago. Just
3: outside the Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury first. So yeah, I
0: quite liked it. It was one of those away days where I was like, Shrewsbury first season. Like, this is gonna be great. Went down and was like, This is actually really nice. I might just go for a wee coffee rather than a few pints. Um, Phil, you're you're the flip side of me and Dave. I think you're more of a positive type, um, which is weird considering you need be 60 Um <laughs> Very good. Not, not true for the record, not true. Uh, I'm still only 21, Phil, right? Um I think UESC, you know, you, you felt positive about it, and it's and I think most people did because it was it was gutsy and, and you kind of want to see a win like that at times in this league. But I think I'm kind of with Dave sometimes. Sometimes the league just wears me down because we've been here for that long and I struggle uh, again, no offense to Jack and no offense to any shows to anyone on the on the podcast that comes on, but sometimes I find it hard because I've spent most of my life, well, all of my life in the championship and and the Premier League. To get excited about anyone at this level, at some point in it, and it frustrates me. But Phil, are we, I mean, Dave have just been far too negative and, and living in the past.
1: Um, I think we always need to have a bit of balance, otherwise, yeah, we're all going to be pretty depressed. Um, we've been down here for what would be now fourth season, so certainly the novelty has, has worn off a long time ago. We all we are all very tired of it, but the reality is, you know other than votive voicing our frustration, there's not, not a lot we can really do other than just try and find some positives and I'm uh, I'm always a lot more upbeat when we're coming off a win um, and all of a sudden you look at the league and you see, as you said, that one, one win next Saturday when nobody else is playing puts us joint top with, with the other three and going into the Morecambe home game so all of a sudden we've gone from, you know, doom and gloom to think things could be looking good but as far as Johnson's concerned another thing I'm tired of is just the, the constant changing of, of managers um, you know fourth season now we've tried it three times before it hasn't worked down at this level we know it used to work every season in the Premier League we got in trouble we changed the manager uh, we stayed up bar obviously the uh, the last time with uh, with you know who um, so I'm willing to persevere um, I mean it's really a real swing from where we were with Parkinson. I couldn't stand listening to Parkinson yeah. in his interviews. He just, he didn't want to be there. He honestly got, he just, he just would send you to, to sleep. Whereas Johnson's obviously the complete opposite. You kind of shut him up. And he's probably, you know, a bit over the top with, with how he goes on with his sort of David Brent style um, to, to interviews. But yeah, I've probably just more frustrated with the, the constant change. I, I honestly can't see how, in the short term, which is this season, you know, getting up this season, changing the manager again is, is going to have the effect unless it's somebody, um, you know, amazing, which let's be honest, we're going to struggle to attract given the budget that we have and, and, and where we are in the, in the football pyramid. One game at a time. Yeah, maybe this time next week I'll be back to doom and gloom again, but uh, let's try and keep the positive for this week, yeah.
0: Uh, there's been there's been a lot of stuff chucked at Johnson and I think I, I openly said I wanted, him, I wanted him out earlier in the week. I was that frustrated with the Shrewsbury game. I actually don't dislike him as a person. I know there's a lot of like stuff being thrown around but I don't know him to dislike him for a start and I, I don't like his David Brentisms, but I, realistically I I'm really want him to prove me wrong and I really want him to achieve because in the same sense I, I don't really want to be changing manager all the time. I'm really not certain Johnson's demand so I'm kind of in conflict with that and probably edging more towards the, the Johnson now, but I'm desperate to see him do well. And, um, you know, I, I hope by the end of the season, I get loads of tweets chucked at me about when I wanted Johnson gone, because I'd like nothing more than to be completely utterly wrong, because ultimately I'd rather someone do well and me be right, <laughs> which is the most important thing. But I wanted to, to throw the same sort of question at Jack. Um, Obviously, it's come from a different perspective in a way. And, you know, you've, you've just came up, you've got this young manager that's come through done really, really well for Cambridge United. Um, tons of pressure on him a lot of people have been saying well not a lot a few people have been saying I don't know if the players don't want to play for the manager I don't know if he's the right man from an opposition perspective yesterday Jack what did you make of Sunderland's performance compared to the likes of Wigan, Rotherham and MK Dondo
2: you've played recently I don't know it wasn't it wasn't much of a game to be honest like the conditions were pretty poor and like Sunderland first half well, good value for, for leading. But like I say, it wasn't particularly a game. Second goal was an absolute banger. Neither side looked particularly dangerous. <laughs> like it was a bit of a bit of a duff game, to be honest. And like you you kept the ball really well in the first half. And also, to be fair, second half, you you absorbed the pressure really well. So as much as we didn't manage the game well yesterday, you managed the game really well in the second half. And like the last 20 minutes, you took all the momentum out of the game and basically killed it. Like, even though it was only 2-1, it felt at 70 minutes like you were kind of cruising. And, yeah, um, kind of competent. I, I tell you what, we went into yesterday expecting to get something out of it. And, like, David's point about you guys, like, being down here and not being, like, being able to understand playing us, we're the same. We can't believe we're playing you. Like, we played Wednesday, we played Ipswich, but yesterday was, like... Somehow it's like, this is like massive for us. So it was a really big game. And with all the injuries that you had, we were. I think there was a kind of air of confidence, you know, a big crowd for us. Uh, and I think there was an air of confidence. And I think we thought we were going to get something from that game. So I think there's quite, you know, we're quite disappointed, but um, yeah, you looked, you looked all right, but you didn't need to be particularly good to beat us yesterday, to be honest.
0: I suppose it's quite hard to judge as well against the MK Donswig in Wadham. I know you've played all of us recently, but... Like you said, the conditions are so vastly different. Like if, if we're judging who's been the best team against Sunderland this season, you go Rotherham probably, but then you would look at Portsmouth based on on results. But that game was again; it was a total washout. You couldn't judge either team on it. And I, and I actually think that was the first time I've seen Sunderland get hummed four 0 and most people be quite balanced about it and just go, "Well, that game was pointless because the weather was so bad." But um, on to Cambridge yourself. Like you say, out of those games you've had, um, you probably haven't got the points that you wanted. But you're still, six points above the relegation zone, which is like a really good place to be for Cambridge. It's disappointing for any side to get beat at any point, especially with a. I felt the confidence from Cambridge going in, and the underconfidence from us. But is your riding feeling quite positive around uh,
2: Cambridge still? Yeah, I mean, we got to be real. Uh, everyone had us, pe- uh, you know, pegged to the bottom of the table, um, you know, for pretty much the whole season. So to come in and hold our own in this league is like, we're happy, but we don't just want to, you know. We don't just want to be, like, just in the league and existing. We want to, you know, cement our place in the league and then, you know, be a League One team next season. We've got a tricky December um, coming up. We've got away trips to Cheltenham and Charlton and then uh, hosting Rotherham and then away at Wickham uh, and then ending the year playing Donny. So, like, it's, it's, it's a really tough December. And suddenly that six-point sway you know, with a couple of losses and teams around winning, will not be, you know, much of a buffer. So we do need to, you know, we need to get stuff out of these games. You know, we, we've we've had a few comebacks. We've been 2-0 down to, you know, 2-0 down to Crewe, uh, 2-0 down to Ipswich. And, you know, we've come back into these games and drawn two all. We've shown resilience. You know, we've shown we can kind of hold our own, but we need to, you know, we need to be picking up points as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's nice that we're there at the moment, but we need to, you know, work on that a bit. The
0: big and most important thing from yesterday for me, which is something I didn't realise until I did the preview show, is the one and only Lionel Perez was there at halftime yesterday. It was meant to be. Uh, Did he come and give everyone a wave, Jack?
2: Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I went into the supporters club to thaw out as soon as the (laughs) halftime club went. So I was not present. I know he was definitely at the game. Um, there was many many photos of him at the airport some people actually went to the airport to like greet him off the plane um he is an absolute like uh yeah cult hero down here so um yeah he was definitely here and yeah what what a man and yeah we'll uh i wasn't there to see him but i think he was there bless him I love a bit of
0: Lionel, Dave. Dave, Lionel, favorite Lionel memory. Let's let go into a slight a slight tangent, and don't say short yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Definitely not. Like is it, it's it's like a cult movie, isn't he? He's like really, mm-hmm. really, really wasn't that great, but you just can't help but love him, even though he went to the mags as well. It's like what's gone on here? Well, but the thing I
0: love is about when he went to the mags, they asked him about going to the mags, didn't they? And they said, "Why? Why did you go there?" like, years later in an interview, and he said, well, Sunderland didn't want us, Peter Ede didn't want us, and I was that upset. I tried to see what the nearest club was to Sunderland so I could stay around the area. <laughs> it's
3: brilliant. Know. It's brilliant. My, my favourite moment from Lionel Perez would have to be, like, how, how he took it on the chin when Cantona chipped him. Because <laughs> <laughs> that goal was unbelievable that Cantona scored. Um, I mean... To be fair, there was about five mistakes from our outfield players not smashing through Canton out of the halfway line first. for yeah. But the audacity to then dink it from the edge of the box. And Perez, like I, I suppose he's like the he's like the David Ginler of goalkeepers, isn't he? He just stood there, took it on the chin, and thought, It doesn't matter if I stand here and look good, I am gonna get a L'Oreal advert next week. So sure I don't <laughs> care.
0: I think mine's from a non-cult hilarious moment of Lionel, and he ruined it like four or five days later when the playoff final came, and he let Richard <laughs> Rufus head into an empty net. But, <clears throat> um, Sheffield United playoff semi-final. Phil, am I is that Lionel's best moment in the Sunderland shirt? The double save against Dean Saunders.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I was striking my brains trying to think of uh, some some positive moments, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to remember we we probably wouldn't have got to Wembley if he if he didn't put in those performances. In the semi-final, but I have to admit, I still sometimes wake up in the middle of the night with Lionel coming out for that corner. <laughs> Horrendous, man! It's
0: well, was... not a
2: good. It's not a good nightmare.
1: Phil,
0: before we go, obviously a couple of questions. Um, the big one for me is O'Nines out for three to nine months. Um, McGeady's also out. It's fair to say injuries have have stacked up. Um, time to bring some players back from loan. Time to get some free agents in, you or know, plough on with what we've got at Christmas, and then make proper signings.
1: Um, well, certainly youngsters are going to be in and around the squad. I mean, we saw Harris come on yesterday. You know, uh, he had Embleton and O'Brien there as options, but he, he went with Harris. So he's not—he's not afraid to throw them in if he thinks there's a there's a role for them. Um, it is a worry, definitely. You know, we we really are at breaking point. You know, um, we can't afford any more. The worry is that they are all fairly long term. You know, we are looking into January before we start to see. Any of the fullbacks return, and obviously, 09 and, and McGeady are going to be over to even, even longer than that. So, I don't know. Um, well, still probably a good eight or nine games left. We've got Papa John's game, we've got the League Cup quarter final as well. You, you can't see us not picking up more injuries. I noticed Diamond scored again for Harrogate yesterday. I know we've got a load of wingers, but it might be time to uh. To bring him, bring him back in, and, and get him in them around around the squad. But we're gonna be tested for sure. But that's the reason that we have a big squad. You know, at the beginning of the season, I think we did have two players for every position. Or certainly by the end of the, of the transfer window, <laughs> we're getting towards one and a half for every position at the minute. But we'll see how it goes.
0: It's a bit of a shame with them um, the left back situation, and and I know a few people have mentioned maybe putting dice in, but. Dice has played predominantly more attack and left wing and, and I've seen him pre-season against Hearts. I was covering the game in, in Hearts and he was at left back because we hadn't signed Huggins or Circon or, or anyone by that point. And, uh, not writing him off, but I think he's very raw and that would be a concern for me, if I'm honest. Um, I think for me, I would probably stick to Doyle. Bring Callum McFadgian back. I'm sure sure crew will send them on. Um, That's a joke for anyone listening. Definitely would be okay with Callum McFadgen staying where he is. Um, Final question, because obviously Zoom's telling me we're running out here. Um, I'll come to you first, Jack. Question we always end on for for both sides, but what does the
2: result mean yesterday in the context of Cambridge's season? It's a bit of a damaging one. I mean, like I say, those last two games this week, to get a point from is fairly gutting um we've got to look forward now obviously you've got papa johns on tuesday which don't care about but our squad depth isn't great so a lot of our key players are going to play in that and then you know like you said if, if you pick up a couple of injuries in that in that competition suddenly this, the season gets very difficult this this is always a crunch time in the football league um so yeah december's going to be really important we need to get a win Uh, You in the next three and it's not going to be easy to find but uh, yeah, we need to get some points on the board so yeah, yesterday was disappointing Dave,
0: same question to you obviously on the the Sunderland side, what do you think the result means in the the context of
3: our season? Do you you want positive Dave or do you want negative Dave?
0: Let's go positive Dave, let's end on a positive do a shit sandwich, I started positively, you went with a negative in the middle then me and Phil and you will all end on the positive, like a true shit sandwich
3: well, I'm, I'm, everyone listening, whoever listens to me, will expect me to be real and negative. So I'll be negative first and then I'll be positive. Um, first thought, false hope, as per usual. Mm. But positive me. We've got the games at hand. The, the, the prospect is there to actually go and do something. Oxford's a big test next Saturday. It's another... It's another proper team, a good top half team for League One. Yeah. After next Saturday, ask me the question. If we get three points from that, if we manage to adapt to it, then yeah, let's hope this this streaky Johnson goes on a, a big winning streak for once, you know. I know what you mean with something when you said, like, is it false hope?
0: Cause I was talking to Phil yesterday, like via WhatsApp after the win, and he was buzzing. Pint of whiskey, pint of whiskey, that was it, Phil, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> it was uh,
1: definitely
0: beer. Beer, yeah, that's the one I, I knew it was something like that. Um, but it, it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you watch a horror movie and you're like five or six and you think, ah, it's not real. But then you get in bed and you go, oh, what What if the monster is under the bed, though? Like, what if the monster is under the bed? That's how I feel about something. I'm like, yeah, we've won. Oh, God, what's under the bed? Um, I don't know if that's the best analogy, but hopefully people get where I'm coming from. Same question at you. What What do you think the result means in the context of our season?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, let's first of all just Cambridge. I think um, Jack, you don't need to worry. They're going to be absolutely fine this season. We've seen some pretty terrible teams down in, uh, in League One I agree the with that season and, and previous seasons. And <laughs> the, you, I know that the conditions weren't a, a good indicator for both teams, but um, they uh, they knocked the ball around nice. You can see there's a plan there, and they'll it, be they'll be absolutely fine uh, for us. Yeah, I mean. It's just week to week, isn't it? We're up one week, we're down the next week. I think it's just the way it's going to be. It is probably the toughest League One we've had since we've been down here. If we do manage to beat Oxford next week, which, as Dave says, is not going to be easy for sure, I imagine the bookies will agree. It's probably going to be pretty evens as far as the uh, the odds are concerned for both teams. But then all of a sudden, we're right up there with them on thirty eight points, and uh, things things look look quite different. But they're going to have to just get This kind of siege mentality, you know, they're, they're down to a much smaller number now. It's going to be pretty much the same group of players going into every game. Um, you know, if they can get that, and, and it's going to be wins by the odd goal, probably. You know, we're not, I know we've, we've had a couple of big wins, um, against the crew and and um, to Cheltenham, the other one this season, but it's going to be two ones. We're probably going to need score two goals, three goals to win games because I just cannot see us keeping the ball out at the other
0: end. Before we go, those of you who live in and around Scotland, obviously um, myself and Phil and Dan and Neil are um, hosting a night with Alex Ray on Friday. at. Is it Dows Bar? Am I pronouncing that correctly, Phil? Yep. Dows Bar. I don't know how I could Dowsbar. have pronounce it wrong, but I thought Dows Bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to come along, five for a ticket. Um, I can't promise I'll be entertaining as the host, but I can promise you Alex Ray will be. Um, he's one of the funniest men I've probably ever met. I hope I don't, hope he doesn't mind me blowing smoke with his backside with that, but get yourself along. Remember the good old days when we weren't in League One and we're actually quite good. I'll try my best to make sure that um, my questions are centre around when Sunderland were class and we were near the top of the Premier League. Um, But nonetheless, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy Papa John's during the week and and hopefully we're speaking about a win against Oxford next week. Sorry if there's been a little bit of negativity, but we're trying to be as balanced as we possibly can at the end of the day, Sunderland 1. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks now. Bye-bye.